Everybody, welcome back to another edition of Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. Should really consider getting like an intro or something made up, but I don't know. I sort of like these off-the-cuff things. If you think I need an intro, let me know um, through Instagram, since apparently that's the only place that people can contact me or leave reviews or share my podcast or do whatever. But anywho, um, awesome to have you on board, especially all the new followers that came off the back of that Strength vs. Cardio on TikTok. Awesome to have you here. Um, so you've already seen the title for this one. So it is essentially just going to be about how to use anxiety for positive reinforcement or not even just anxiety, but depression and mental health issues really. So I'm not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist, anything like that. This is just purely going to be me, my thoughts, my beliefs, what's worked for me, my previous experience and what has worked for other clients that have worked with me. And I'm just going to be sharing them all with you. So I'm mainly going to be talking from experience from my own regard and then i'll sprinkle in a few client results and what they've done and everything like that so <coughs> one of the things that we will get started with is the is the should factor so what i mean by the should factor is if you're one of those people that says i know what i need to do but i just don't do it is one of the things that starts off for a lot of my clients and for myself in switching that is the should factor. So what I mean by that is telling yourself should. If you ever hear yourself giving yourself the script of, I should do that today. I should go to the gym today, um, but I need to do whatever. I should really get my meal prep done so that I can focus on whatever it is that you need to be doing for the day. As soon as you hear yourself saying should, that's you already subconsciously giving yourself an out to not do something. Because what follows should is usually an excuse. I should go to the gym today, but, and it feels like you already need to give yourself that excuse because you've said should. So one of the best ways out of this that I find anyway, one of the best ways out of this is to say, oh, I should go to the gym today. Oh, hang on, hang on. No, I'm going to go to the gym today. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym today. So as soon as you switch that sort of should factor into like, here's what I should be doing today. You've already given yourself the answer for what you need to be doing for that day. And this is if you're a hundred percent just starting out and can't find that quote unquote motivation or anything like that is because you know what you need to do. And as soon as you say, I should be doing something, you're already giving yourself the answer as to what you need to be doing. So instead of giving yourself the script of, I should be doing this today, catch yourself in that moment and then say, okay, I need to be doing this or I'm going to do this. Or as soon as you hear should, take that as like an action trigger. So I should be going to the gym today. It's like, oh fuck, hang on. I'm going to the gym today. And then put your gym clothes on without even thinking about it just action something because a lot of the times when it comes down to anxiety is that we will think ourselves out of it. I don't, I don't know about you, but this is all me. I think myself out of things. And the reason that I take so much action on things and I just try stuff and do it. And I am where I am today is because I took that should factor away from myself. I didn't give myself the opportunity to second guess myself. It still happens from time to time. Like I should be recording a podcast today. I should be going for a workout. But one of the best things about that is I don't hold myself to this unachievable scale of I need to be doing a podcast today. Oh shit, I can't do that today because of blah, 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 whatever the excuse is or the reason or whatever. I'll do it tomorrow. But when it gets to tomorrow, 
I say it's happening today. Because if I ever say I should be doing something, I immediately switch it into the, this is what I need to be doing for today. And then if I don't do it on that day, then it's like, cool, it's happening tomorrow, non-negotiable, it's what's happening. For example, I was meant to film this podcast yesterday, but I actually wanted to enjoy my day off and do something that is switching my brain off. Because of what happened with the last TikTok video, and I think it's at like 160,000, which is weird. Um, practically fucking famous now. So that's awesome. Um, <laughs> one of the things with that is that I was constantly going back and checking it for comments and how do I follow this up and what other videos do I need to do. And eventually after a while, I was like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know, another video is going to hit it like this and, or like that one did, and it'll be fine, but it's not going to change anything about what I do or any of the content that I change. And realistically it went viral because of what I was doing or viral for me anyway, it did go viral for exactly me being me, me doing me and everything that I was doing up until that point sort of just hit that crescendo of, okay, cool. Well, this is the video that's going to go big. And plus it's TikTok. It's random as fuck. There is this, like people are talking about algorithm and all this shit, but if you just consistently put out good content and you just keep helping people and you just keep being a general good person, it's going to come back to you. So it doesn't matter if you get a hundred million views or you get 10 views, as long as you're helping someone out there, obviously more is better, but don't sell your soul in order to get those views or doing whatever, which is one of the fucking funniest things I think in the world. When I see people posting on TikTok and they're just posting straight up videos from YouTube, copyrighted videos from YouTube, hoping to get TikTok famous by putting out content that is already out there, that is already on a different platform. And they're just cutting it up and saying like, and share for part two. Like if we wanted that, we'll just fucking, we'll go to YouTube. You're not talented. You're not created. We're creative. You're not, you know, you're not reinventing the wheel and you're not really going to get a job resume out of being like, Hey, I posted YouTube videos to TikTok and people gave me a lot of likes for it. Hire me, please. <laughs> so that's just one of the things I think is fucking hilarious with TikTok. People are putting out content that is other people's content like that. Um, I don't even know his name, the new Newman, whatever the fuck his name is, the guy that's got a really long head, much like myself, um, is that I think he said on one of the videos that I see, I don't follow him or anything, but he pops up every now and then one of the videos, he's like, I'm an actor. You give me a script, I'm going to kill it. And that's why he copies so many viral trends or anything like that. And he does it like the exact same and just steals other people's content. It's like, no one's going to be, <laughs> you're not going to be an actor because no one's going to fucking send you a script. No one's going to be like, Hey, you know, that guy who steals scripts and ideas and copyrights and all this stuff. And if it were in the industry, it would be illegal. Let's send him a script and hopefully he keeps it to himself and doesn't post it on TikTok, and he'll be a legitimate actor. I highly doubt anyone's going to fucking say that because why would they hire someone that steals things? Why would they hire someone that is just going to be like, oh, well, you gave me the script. I'm just going to do it better. <laughs> I just don't think it's just not going to work out. Like, fantastic. You're going to be really good on TikTok for six months. But other than that, better start fucking looking at Mickey D's, my, my dude. Um, anywho, so that's my little, that's my little rant on that one. <laughs> so... How to use anxiety for positive reinforcement is um, removing the should from your situation and then turning it into, okay, cool. That should gave me the idea of what I need to do. Now I need to go execute on that. So you can change your script from, I should be doing this into, I'm going to do this. For example, oh, I should really message my 
brother, sister, friend, family member, whatever, I should really message them and like, see how they're going. And then you keep scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever it is. And that's going to be a pain in the ass thing because then you'll end up chasing your tail and then it's going to be like, oh yeah, I meant to message you the other day. And the other day for me is like three months ago. So whenever you hear a should, just commit to it, just do it, just get it out of the way. Or if it isn't something that you can do right there, then in that moment, then plan for it, put it in your calendar, put it in your diary, do whatever. And particularly if you do have anxiety and you're like, man, I'm always busy. I'm always doing this, this, this get Google calendar. It's a free app. And what that does is it's going to be awesome for you to figure out where your time is going. Because I've had a lot of clients in the past where they say, I'm just so busy. I can't do this. And it feels like I don't even have time to sit down and scratch my ass and do this and do that. As soon as I get them on Google calendar and I'm like, cool, you need to make an achievement list. You need to make a priority list. And then you're going to put those like urgent priorities in your calendar for what needs to be done on Monday, what needs to be done on Tuesday, Wednesday, and et cetera, until you finish out the week. Then they do that and they go, holy shit, I have so much extra time in the week. Where has my time been going? A lot of the time, your time has been going to you overthinking stuff and feeling overwhelmed. So then you don't do stuff because you're overwhelmed. And then you get overwhelmed because there is too much stuff to do because you've left it to the last minute because you got overwhelmed in your mind by not doing stuff to create an overwhelmed situation. And now you are literally overwhelmed physically and mentally. And that's where the burnout is going to occur because you, you believed that you were overwhelmed but it was just your thoughts convincing you that you were overwhelmed. So now that you've become overwhelmed, you've not done anything, which means that you've multiplied that issue into the future, which means when it gets to the weekend or the Friday or the last minute or whatever it is, you are now literally overwhelmed in a realistic sense because you believed that you were overwhelmed in the past when realistically all we needed to do was go, Oh my God, I've got this and this and this cool. I'm just going to write it down. I'm just going to take it one step at a time. If I don't get everything done today, that's fine. All I need to do is tick off one thing, maybe two, if you're feeling a bit fucking, how do you go naughty with it? But if you can tick off one thing per day that you want to get done, fantastic. Take it as an achievement, tick it off, do whatever you need to do. And then over time, you're going to start repeating those actions and you're going to start getting more done. And it's just going to be a part of your everyday lifestyle of not overthinking and not doubting yourself and just going out and getting shit done. So if you can figure out where your time is going and control our responses, this is going to be another episode, but control our responses to a situation, you're going to be less likely to question yourself, to doubt yourself, to then sit on your phone and do nothing and scroll and retract from the world because you believe you're overwhelmed when really it's just you believing that you're overwhelmed as opposed to actually being overwhelmed. There's a bit of a difference, but we will tackle that one on a different podcast. Or if you have questions about that, reach out to me on Instagram because my inbox is absolutely filled at the moment with people from TikTok. Um, well, I suppose you're on Instagram now, but coming from TikTok and saying, should I do this? Should I do that? I'm stuck with this. How do I do this? So if that is you, just reach out to me. I don't really give a fuck about the money to start off with. Obviously, if I'm going to be coaching you and giving you updated plans and, you know, taking out hours of my week to help you, then I'm going to charge for it. But most of the time, it's just a quick little, I'm stuck here. How do I do this? Send you a voice message. Hey, make sure you do blah, 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 because blah, blah, blah. And then that will mean blah, blah, blah. And then you go do that for a week and it's like, oh my God, 
I fixed it. Fantastic. So I'm more than happy to take that time out and just answer some questions here and there for you. But obviously, if you want something weekly, communicated weekly or daily or whatever, for example, my transformation clients, I check in with them almost every second day, third day, depending on who they are and what they need and the amount of support that they need. But anywho, let's get back on track. So um, yeah, when you hear yourself saying should switch the script into I'm going to do. And if you can't do it, just plan it all out, get that out of the way. So one of the biggest things, and this helped me more with depression than anxiety, I suppose, was creating, it's gonna sound fucking stupid, but it, hey, it works. So turning your mental health into a separate entity, meaning that I didn't, I did at the start, but not so much now, I didn't say, I am anxiety, I am depression, I am depressed, I am anxious, all these things, you know, I can experience those things. They're just feelings and chemical responses that happen in the body. You know, you feel a certain way or your brain says this and it fucking goes haywire up in your head and then it releases all these chemicals. And then that's where you feel like shit or you get a lot of energy or you can't focus or you're hyperactive or you overthink things and whatever. So the big thing is going to be for me anyway, was turning it into a separate entity in terms of this is me, this is my depression, this is my anxiety. So if these demons up here are going to be fucking, these demons up here are going to be telling me that, <laughs> that you're going to fucking laugh when you see that on camera. If these demons up here are telling me that you are worthless, that you can't do anything, that you shouldn't be doing this. Why are you at the gym? Why are you actually trying to better your life? You'll never be anything, blah, blah, blah. And they're giving me all of these negative things. Once I'd separated them from my inner thoughts to now they, they, they are these like external demons, I could jam it in their ass. I could, <laughs> I, I could live with a chip on my shoulder because I knew that it wasn't me because I knew that it was like this demon, this external entity that was sitting up here and I wanted to feel better. I wanted to move on. I didn't want to be suicidal. I didn't want to be these things. And the easiest way out of that was to say, cool, if this demon is saying this, I can say fuck you to that demon and I'm going to do what I want to do anyway in spite of that demon. So then over time, I started doing things in spite of what that depression told me, in spite of what that anxiety told me. And I, it was fucking tough. Don't let anybody ever tell you that, oh, it's easy, because it's not, not in the slightest. But one of the things, that is what made it more simple for me. I want to feel better. Then I turned my depression into that second entity. And then that depression said, what is the point in even trying, you worthless piece of shit, why are you even going to try? You know, you're going to fail. And it started going all these things. And then that sparked the second entity of anxiety. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't be doing these things. What if people are laughing at me? What if they do this? And then anxiety and depression, these separate demons were battling it out in my head. And I was just going to let them go fucking toe to toe, let them kill each other so that I could survive. So then once those demons were done fighting, I'd be like, cool. I'm going to go do what they didn't want me to do because obviously they're just here to fuck me over. They're just here to make sure that I don't live the life that I want. So I'm going to go do what they want me to do. Enjoy it. Starting off, it was incredibly difficult. If you've ever heard anything that I've done in the past, you know that my first gym session coming back from a mental breakdown was 57 seconds long because I was crying in the car for half an hour before my session because there was no fucking way I was going to get up those stairs. Cried for half an hour 
got upstairs, started a timer on my phone. I was in the gym for a total of 57 seconds before I got worried that people could hear my thoughts and ran down the stairs again, went back into my car, cried for another half hour and then went home. So nobody starts with this massive, or some people do, start with this massive success story of like, I just did it, I committed and it, I felt so good after it and that was it, it was awesome. Realistically, it's not gonna happen. Not until you feel like you are in this awesome place of like, okay, now I want to invest in my health. Now I want to take this shit seriously. Now I need to get a coach. Now I need to do this. And now I need to learn to control my thoughts and emotions and responses to it, which are essentially going to be me about changing my habits, beliefs, behaviors, and thought patterns. Once you fix those, boom, new person, much like myself. I did not speak this quickly, this confidently, and this precise, I suppose, when I was going through all of this, you would be lucky to get three words out of me. But now that I'm in this spot, and essentially what I did was turn those mental health issues into a second entity and let them fight it out, it felt a lot easier for me to take that next step to be like, cool, much like people when they say I should be doing something and you know that that's the thing that you need to be doing. I did that with my depression and anxiety. I turned that into okay, depression wants me to stay home, sit on the couch, do nothing. And some days it won, some days it did, some days it fucking pummeled me and I couldn't get out of bed. And that's okay. I had to, you know, it's a lot stronger than me. My brain is stronger than my body. So it's gonna make sense that if my brain is going haywire and tripping all the time, that my body is not gonna wanna do certain things. But over time of doing that and reinstilling that, okay, this, this demon up here doesn't want me to do this, I'm going to do it anyway, and then try to do that. So now over these periods of time, four, five, six years of consistently doing things in spite of those, they don't show up anymore. It's a good thing about a bully is that if you stand up to them, they're not going to get the response that they want. So they're most likely going to be stopping. So that's essentially just how I turned my anxiety or depression into positive reinforcement. If something wants me dead, down, out, does not want the best for me and is going to just repeatedly, consistently say terrible things about me, well then, hey, what's the best way out of it? Just fucking do the opposite of them. So for me, that was one of my biggest steps and learning points of this journey of I am not depressed. I have depression the exact same way that I have skin, but I am not skin. I don't identify as a fucking tooth or a nail or anything. I have those things. They are features about me. And you know, if I don't want long nails, I can cut them. Now I've got short nails. They're different, but I've still got nails. So just because that you have depression, that doesn't mean that you will always be depressed. Just because you have anxiety, doesn't mean you'll always be anxious. And this is a very big, I suppose, classification for a lot of people of do you have anxiety or do you just feel anxious sometimes? Because everybody gets anxious. And it's important to realize that the difference between anxiety and nervousness and anxiety and feeling anxious, they're very different things. So when someone, I feel like fucking kicking them in the head, Jackie Chan style, but when someone goes, yeah, I get anxiety too, you know, like before a big basketball game or, you know, just like starting a new job, it's like, it's like, oh. It's like, that's, that's not anxiety. That's feeling anxious. Has your anxiety ever completely stopped you in the hallway where you've broken down into tears and then had to run outside? Oh no, not exactly. Awesome. Mine has. Has your anxiety ever completely ruined your life for three weeks on end because you couldn't get out of bed because you were worried that 
people outside were talking about you? No. Cool. So there's different stages of whatever it is. Some people have mild anxiety, some people have mild depression, and some people have whatever. But it's important to distinguish the difference between feelings and emotions and symptoms and disorders and things like that. So it is super, super, super important to become aware of your emotions, become aware of what's going on, because if you feel anxious, fantastic. That's not anxiety. You know, it, it might be depending on what doctor you see and who do you go to and whatever. Don't diagnose yourself with anything. If you feel like you have anxiety, go tell someone. Or if you feel like you have depression, go tell someone. The a pain in the ass thing with depression is that it, it's never just like, I'm sad, super sad. I must have depression. You don't really, in my experience anyway, I don't really feel depression coming on. I can't be like, Hey everybody, how's it going? Oh no, I'm sad now. I must be depressed. Is this depression? It is. It happens over time, for me anyway, where I lose all motivation. I don't want to go outside. I start to feel lethargic. I start to feel tired all the time. I start to feel, I can't be fucked. What's the point? And it comes on very subtly. And it's good that I've been dealing with it since I was like 17 because, or probably fucking 16, because I'm aware of my triggers. And this is going to be super important as well in terms of, it's awesome that you know your triggers, but how do you deal with your triggers? Because I speak to a lot of people where I say, hey, do you know what your triggers are? Yeah, it's, uh, it's this and this and this. Okay, cool. What do you do when you get triggered? Well, what do you mean? It's like, well, what the fuck is the point in being aware of something? It's like, hey, there's a car speeding at me. Boom. It's like, why didn't you get out of the way? You saw, you, you knew the trigger was a fucking, this is a terrible example. You knew the speeding car was coming at you. Why the fuck didn't you get out of the way? Why didn't you do something about it? And they go, oh, I didn't think that far. So it's awesome that you're aware of your triggers for mental health, but you need to be able to be aware of them and have a plan for when something does happen. Otherwise you're just going to get fucking cleaned up. And then it's like, well, why didn't you do something about it? Then you're going to feel even worse about it because for me, it was like, yeah, I knew that it was coming on. I didn't do anything about it. Now I feel guilty for it. And now I start to get anxious about the fact that I know what my triggers are, but I don't do anything for it. And then it's going to be <gasps> taking that breath to actually settle the fuck down and be like, okay, cool. I'm feeling anxious. Why am I feeling anxious? Awesome. Because this situation happened three days ago that I didn't really address. And I don't have closure from that situation as of yet. I don't know how to deal with my emotions or anything like that. So being aware of your triggers, knowing what your emotional responses are and knowing how to deal with them and what to do in certain situations is going to be the best thing that you can ever do for yourself because you know what the symptoms are, how to deal with them, how to get back on track. And essentially, this is where most of the transformation or most of my clients come on board for. Exactly as I said at the start of this, you know what you need to do, you just don't do it. So why don't we do it? Most likely anxiety. These are the two biggest things that I do for a lot of people is figure out where your should script is. I should be going to the gym. I should be meal prepping. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And as best you can turn it into, I'm going to do that. Or as best you can live in the present moment. Because with anxiety, we love to live in the future and we can't do it. Or worrying about things that should have been said, but weren't said. So this is one of the most important things is that if you ever hear yourself saying should, turn it into I'm going to and just action it. Or if you say I should have said that, I should have done this, I should have done this, and you're speaking about it in a past tense, is let it go. 
live in the present moment. Don't worry about it. Ask yourself, can I do anything to fix that situation? No. Is there anything that I can do to change that situation? No. Fantastic. I have lost all control over that situation, which is why I'm upset because a lot of anxious people, it, it comes down to a lack of control. This is why, and I, I hate to say this, ladies, if you find yourself that you are an obsessive cleaner and you like things a very particular way, it's because most of the time we're trying to get control over something, over some aspect of our lives because we don't have control in a lot of other aspects in our lives. So we like cleaning to feel that control. And when you say, hey, can you help me out with cleaning and your partner or kids or whatever go and clean and they clean it to their standards, you go, what the fuck is that? That's not clean. And then you'll go over it and do it again is because you like doing things a certain way. I like doing things a certain way. I like my room being a certain sort of clean. I had to, I'm just adjusting the camera for people, you know, that's over, you know, that part there isn't clean, but I like the cushions being in a certain way. I like, you know, my lounge room being a certain way before I film because it puts me in that mindset. Something's clean. Something's where it needs to be. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about all these other things. So I'm trying to gain control by doing something that I have complete control over cleaning. And that is a big thing for a lot of people. And if it's not that cleaning thing, then you're going to be trying to get control elsewhere in your life. And most of the time it comes from emotional eating. Don't know how to deal with my emotions. I'm upset. I don't have control. What I can control is what I consume and how I feel. And I know that if I eat, it makes me feel better. So I'm going to control my emotions by eating a hell of a lot of different paths that we could go down for that one. But for now, that's the first one. Turn your should script into I'm going to, or live in the present moment. Realize that what you did or didn't do or something that you're anxious about cannot be changed and just be like, cool, it's done. It's over. I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to be present. I'm just going to be the best person that I can be right now. And I'm going to take control over this situation that I do have control over. You can always, always, always have control over the present moment and how you respond to it, but you can never have control over the potential future or the past. We can't change those two things. So as best we can take those out of your vocabulary of I wish, or I should, or I should have done that or whatever, and just live in the present moment, because that's where you're going to find the most control, the most results and the most clarity and the most calmness. Otherwise, turn your mental demons into a second entity. You are not depression. You are not anxiety. You may feel those things, which is totally normal and totally fine. But that doesn't mean that you are those things. I don't walk into a shop and go, hey, it's me, tooth, just because I have teeth. So I don't walk into somewhere and be like, oh my God, I am anxiety. Oh my God, I am depression. I am skin. I am hair. I am nipples. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so separate them, turn them into different things. It might just be a feature. And for me, my mental health is my biggest strength. It fucks me over some days, but it's my biggest strength in terms of I've lived it. I've experienced it. I can give those back to my clients and I can talk from a place of confidence because I've been through it all. So that's my superpower being broken. And I'm more than happy being broken. If it means that I can help other broke people feel like they're putting the pieces back together so that they can go off and share their lives with someone else or just be the best person that they can be because they fucking deserve it. Anywho, 
That's how I would use anxiety or depression for positive reinforcement. If it tells you to do something, you know what that is and you know that you can go against it. So they're really just going to be signs and pointing out and awareness, like being aware is going to be the best thing that you can do for how do you move forward with that positive reinforcement? Because all they're trying to do, mental health issues, are trying to give you that negative reinforcement. You suck, you're worthless, you can't do this, you can't do blah, blah, blah. You aren't, you aren't, you aren't enough. Where if you can separate them into a separate entity and just say, this is depression, this is anxiety, and this is me, sort of triangle situation that I'm drawing on the camera for people that don't watch. Um, when you can turn them into that second entity, they're just giving you ideas that you need to do because this is negative reinforcement and this is negative reinforcement depression, anxiety. So if they're giving you clues of like, oh, you can't go to the gym, you suck. Oh, what about if people are thinking this? What about, you know, you're a worthless piece of shit. Don't worry about this. Then you go, okay, cool. You guys can go ahead and fucking fight over that. I'm going to go do what depression just told me not to do. Because obviously if that wants the worst case situation for me, I want the best case situation for me. That's going to tell me what not to do. So I'm going to go do that because this wants what is worst for me. So I'm going to go do what is best for me and turn that into a second entity. So if it does say mean and hurtful things to me, this demon can go fuck itself. I'm going to live with that chip on my shoulder because he's straight up giving me ideas and clues as to how I heal myself. So I'm going to say fuck you to this depression and I'm going to go do what he says not to do because fuck that guy. I want what's best for me. He doesn't know shit. So that is how you are going to heal yourself or take that first step. And this is what worked for me as well. You know, it might not work for you, but that's what worked for me and it works for a lot of other clients. So I hope that helped in some sort of way. If you have questions on any of that, reach out to me through Instagram. Um, it would mean the world if you could just share any podcast that you listen to. If it helps you, don't just share it for the hell of sharing it. But if it helps you, feel free to share it on Instagram, through Facebook, on TikTok or, you know, comment tags and people and, you know, do whatever. Just help me expand. I think I'm up to like 50 followers on Spotify and that is, I'll be, it sounds fucking terrible, but that is more than I thought I was going to finish the year out with. I think I'm up to 48. I checked it last night, nearly at 50. So I'm fucking blown away by that. I only did this for myself. So it's crazy that there's other people out there that are actually vibing with this. So I fucking love it. Um, awesome. Keep doing you, keep being you. Do whatever you need to do to heal yourself, to get healthy, to do whatever it is. If you need anything, I'm going to be here for you. So just message me, reach out. Always happy to have a chat and all the best. I'll see you in the next episode.